Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 165 of Final Boss TV, your Wild and Gate rating show. T today, at least, until we wiggle in other shows that aren't even related to World of Warcraft or whatever we're going to talk about. But, you know, Alpha's on the horizon, if you didn't know. If you live under a rock, uh, Alpha exists for Battle for Azeroth. So if you miss any of the coverage, of course, that I'll be doing here on the live shows or on the live streams... It's all going to be put together on YouTube, so you can go check that out. Links, of course, down below. You're kind of seeing there's another leveling stream coming, but I'm going to be doing some live shows, of course, for Battle for Azeroth in the same vein as we do, you know, the live podcasts and shows here. But that, of course, will happen down the way. But my name is Adam K, a.k.a. Bay. I'm the host of this little shindig. And I would not be sitting here if it wasn't for some incredibly generous nerds out there on the Internet, especially... Jason, Tazlin, Screws Loose, Mia, R4, Truffles, Druish, and everyone else supporting the live show continue to happen over on the Patreon page. This is where you can get additional BTS podcasts. This show, for example, will have an after show podcast where you may or may not get into some, uh, some interesting nitty gritty stuff. But there are also 35 others. You can also follow on the show notes. There's the Mage after show, etc., etc. I was plugging this the other day. Uh, go dig in if you're on Patreon. Go find the two hours where Preacher and I were talking about the state of Legion, what we're like thinking about for the future expansion. Some people poke me the day about saying that there's some weird crap that Mike and I talked about in that two hours of nonsense. Go, go, go grab that if you'd like. But thank you very much for the Canadian support making this keep happening because I'm, what's ad revenue nowadays? But today, returning for, we actually had to figure this out at the beginning of the show. So it's like your seventh time back. Azer, uh, hello. Fifth, fifth time back, and hello fifth. everyone. Yeah. And this this time, your camera shot is even wider than before. Yeah. <laughs> it's so far away. <laughs> Why? I've tried what? to put my money too close, but uh, yeah. It's fine. It's totally okay. But welcome back again, sir. You're here to talk the much. entire show, right? Uh, no. Nah, I mean, I was hoping that um, the the burrito and fi could uh, talk some survival. And uh, maybe I'll only have two specs to cover. So you're going to cover BM and Marksman, and it takes two other people to cover survival. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, well, survival is pretty complex, so yeah. Oh, God's mm. right. That's right. But Fi is back, so welcome back to the show, sir. Hello. And so you're, you're covering how much ratio of survival today? Like, how much would you say? Like 50, 80, 20%? How good are you at survival? Um, as much as Alinja allows. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But this is your, it's only your second time back, right? I had you on for Legion Hunters earlier because it was just you and Azertharian, so you had to put up with just all of his garbage the whole show, right? And correct him on all of his wrong information? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. I was making sure. Sounds I mean, yeah. And the, the fresh meat, as we keep doing on these shows, there is Burrito. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So you, so are you going to talk about survival today, or is your hair going to talk about survival today? I'll try to talk about survival. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fair enough. Well, I mean, you, you do you, you both dabble in the other specs, right? Or are you just actually survival hunters? 
Uh, I've played both specs evenly, marks and survival. Okay. Those are the only two uh, hunter specs right now. So. Oh, what? Wait, BM, hold on. Be be beast, but beast mastery though. No, no beast mastery. No, that's the, that's just the leveling spec. Oh, yeah. the leveling spec. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the PvP spec. Is the PvP spec? Survival. No, Arxman. Who knows PvP? Hunters have three specs. Hunters have three. <laughs> you, 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 we brought that up in like the preamble. We started the show, and you were like, "Who plays BM anymore?" And I was like, "Well, I think more than half of my hunters still play BM." So apparently, not hunters. Not hunters. Exactly. They should all go. See, I knew. I'm not gonna call names, but one of them was joking about I'm gonna go survival for for uh, Argus, and I was like, "Do it, you won't," and he didn't, so we can't. But he should have gone survival. So, but we're gonna go over all the stuff for sort of catching up on hunters today, and I, I guess that to starting off with, I'm gonna go right back to burrito because you're the fresh meat on the show. So, what do you dabble in in the hunter community? Just who the heck are you? Uh, I rerolled survival at the beginning of TOS and of Nighthold, and since then I've played pretty well on the spec. Um, I don't, I don't really com like contribute that much to the community. I don't think I just I'm always on the Discord and help people with weak ores a bit. Okay, so you're so you're sort of like me in the enhancement community, and you're the guinea pig that then makes sure stuff works and shows it off and talks about it. Sure. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. We have to have the way that I usually structure the show is like we need like a mathy person and like a really progressed. Usually, because it evens it out, so that's fair enough. Because mm. this this sounds sort of disingenuous. I'm not trying to like downplay, but Azutharian literally writes everything for Hunter. So like I, when I bring up like who makes Google documents or works on the APLs and whatever, and everyone's just like this guy. Well, I, I don't do everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, at least the guide writing I do. Yeah, sure, that's fair enough. And Fi, you want to catch us up on what? What are you dabbling with hunters right now in the in the community as as large as it is? I mostly answer people's question. I usually get a couple of people every day asking me this or that. Um, I used to write an FAQ, but Azel kind of took over once the guide started to make more sense. For survival player, instead of like um, being nonsensical, so to speak. So that's what. Hmm. Okay. And I mostly teach people how to play properly, what to aim for, stuff like that. Right. Right. And that's you've you've been doing like as the phrase go, doing the Lord's work, either the both of you, because survival's been in this. And as I'm sure we'll go through as the show gets deeper and deeper, it's been this weird flux, the whole expansion, where I don't even know, you, you'll go over this. Like, how many buttons the spec has right now versus how many used to have versus, like, what talents are just, you can always take them and what ones are just, like, never touch these ever. So we'll see how all that works out. Because I'll toot my own horn a little bit here. We had... Rogues talking about the problems they had on the catch-up show, and lo and behold, they got their mastery effect for assassination, and for them in Feral, bleeds and poison scale with haste. Both of them now. Bleeds in particular. And then Mages had some fixes. Hopefully Warlocks are getting some love. So you guys, whatever you throw out there to the, the ether today might, you know, 
<coughs> it might show up in an alpha build. <coughs> just, just saying. But Azar, what do you... So you write all the guides. So who else do you have to shout out that helps make... Like who works on APLs or SimCraft or who else out there is working behind the scenes that need to be you know noticed? Well, as far as APL goes, um, I would like to shout out uh, JEC. He does the, um, primarily the MM APL. And then Nuohep, who does a number of APLs. Um, both MM and BM he has contributed on. And then Rusa, who has written, written most of the uh, current Survival Hunter APL. Oh, that's right. He he does post that in the Shaman Council Discord sometimes. Yeah, yeah he also does Enhancement, I believe. So. <laughs> yeah. So why yeah, are you... He's why pretty you... prolific. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So that's good to know. I mean, that, that's always what's comes up because I, I was asking, like, what well, you know, what kind of resources are out there for all the hunters? And Azra just goes, all three of the Icy Veins guides that he writes, they're all right here. So if you need... If you need all the information, because in the show we're going to go over certain things that are needed greedy, but we're not going to go over everything, right? So if you need yeah. all of that, then you can go check them out here, because they're all written down. And they're all updated to at least 7... Well, Marksman had changes in 7.3.2, Survival and Beastmaster to 7.3, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. But everything, like, update, like, yeah, almost every guide at least once a week in some capacity. Yep, they're all updated right now. Yep, yeah, last updated February 6th, 6th, and 7th. Woof. Yeah, just a few days ago. Jeez. So that'll keep you tight over. Probably not a whole lot of changes coming on the horizon yet. So if you need all that, you know, NLC relic madness, go go check those out on Icy Veins then, for sure. But is there anything else out there? There are no Google documents or spreadsheets that are getting stuck in or pinned in the discords anywhere that you needed to draw attention to? That any of you... Um, there used to be a very good... Um, the one that Fi made, a Survival Hunter spreadsheet. But um, I, I guess that has sort of been absorbed by the guide in some respects. Um, the Marksman, and actually all the specs, has an extremely good Mythic Plus tips and tricks, which contains a bunch of like mm. Hunter-specific uh, mechanical ways you can choose things. It was written by, uh, well, by a number of people in the Hunter Discord, um, primarily by Moves. Uh, so yeah, that's very good, and it's for all specs. So there's um, tips that are relevant for all specs for per dungeon. It's very good. I like how you caveat that as to cheese things, because at this stage in the Mythic Plus game, you don't just do them anymore. You have to cheese them all. Yeah, so, there's always something you can do. Definitely. Is that sort of how you guys are probably going to work on stuff going into battle, or is there like a deliberation of labor or other people starting to, to join in and help with creating any are you gonna make put Fi and Burrito to work? Is that what's get in there? Well, I mean, whenever there's new content, you know, the whole community is, is gonna, you know, be churning away working at something. And uh, you know, for the stuff that I can't manage to do, uh, because of time constraints or anything else, you know, I try to absorb the best of that and put it in the guide because I think it's nice to have one place where you can reliably go to and get get the good information. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people in the Hunter Discord, um, some of the ex experts, regulars, and even people with no particular rank contributing a lot to, um, for everyone else's benefit, be it through just, you know, the mathy side, the theory crafting, um, you know, creating spreadsheets just to figure things out and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. Cause there are other, I, I wanted to bring up SimCraft at the beginning there because I wanted to make sure I've been plugging so that people understand this exists. There are resources out there that not everyone knows about in the form of hero damage, 
which I don't know how much any of you have been interacting at all with the folks that are making hero damage a thing and working on it for Battle for Azeroth. This is a really excellent tool as they fine tune it that shows, which will soon show probably Azeroth gear combinations, breakdowns for currently, it breaks down your sets plus talent layouts plus legendaries. Gives you sort of this thick, these theoretical bucketed uh, DPS benchmarks for all these specs, then shows you like all the different builds that are a little bit weaker and such like that. But I don't know, Fi, what have, have have the hunter community dabbled in, or are you guys keeping up with the inner workings of what hero damage is doing, or not yet? Well, I myself haven't tried hero damage. I used it before because I'm one of those people who. I use every single available resources, but I haven't doubled on, with it on the level of like uh, giving advice to use it. Um, in terms of uh, hero damage, it's a very good site. Um, before it came out, I'd already done like a lot of the sims that it shows for you know comparing different builds and sure. um, and relics and stuff. So for um, for hunters, there's been the guide for that. But like going into battle for Azeroth. I might, you know, there's a chance I might tone that down in the guides because it's very time-consuming. Because hero damage already does a very good job. Yep. Um, it, it's very good as a general guide, and I think, you know, maybe I'll um, I'll still do something like that, but I'll sort of uh, narrow it down more for like more theorycrafty nerdy reasons. Um, <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah. So basically, just take hero damage, which is very good for you know, the masses and stuff, and then if you know. I can give people a bit more targeted information uh, because it, there's a lot of information on there and some of it is uh, less relevant than others. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah, chat's good. I mean, there's there's going to be ads. I mean, the, the, the traffic that this site is getting is good. So they got to get their revenue somehow to keep it growing. But uh, I try to scroll past the ridiculous big page ads. But because it's weird looking at right now, obviously everything is bounced around sets. And I wonder when we get Azerite gear, how many of those like, Azerite traits are going to be really beneficial. And then we know legendaries are back, but they'll probably just be stat sticks with neat effects on them. Hopefully they don't have like straight up flat DPS gains, even though I, I brought survival up right now. And I feel kind of bad, which <laughs> survival's legendaries are bracers and sefus or bracers and crucible ring or bracers and sefus all the way down in 15 different iterations of their uh, poor spec legendary I mean, design. Cephus is a really good legendary. Sure. It's yeah, just... Shadow Priest. Use that. Yeah. yeah, well, right now it's sort of her multiplicative like secondary stat scaling because you rarely ever actually activate it during raid fights, so it just sits there. But I get actually, it you do. Uh, yeah, depends on the fight, I suppose. True, 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 true. Mm. Are you... Well, here's the real question. If you're running Mythic Argus, who interrupts him after the RP phase? Your Shadow Priest or your Spell Hunter? Shadow Priest. priest. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait! Because, because your Hunter can pop cooldowns with the Sephuz, where the Priest would be at, you know, one Void Form stack, so... Ah, oh, see. I like that. That's that's a good that's a good call. So was the person who interrupts us if also gets list. So Oh you don't interrupt first, it's not a race. You wait until the very end of the cast and then you interrupt. 
if, if people landing Xerfos, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Come on. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's pretty good, though. I like that. I, I didn't put that question to one person in general because I wanted that moment. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I, chat hears Shadow Hunter. <laughs> that's, what they, that's basically what they heard, yeah. But that's an interesting one. So we'll have to see how that Azerite stuff wiggles around and everything like that. And I wanted to make sure Azer shouted out who works on the SimCraft stuff because if you don't know either, SimCraft is now very much in the cloud. So there's raid bots. Which I didn't notice today, but you can click on the raid bots icon on the corner and give them different faces. It's amazing. Um, so raid bots exists, and this is how you can do top gear gear compare, talent comparisons, relic compare. Which I'm assuming relic compare will probably be like Azerite compare in the future when they work all that stuff out. There's also raw simc scripts you can run, quick sims for DPS and stat weights, and this is. A huge user-friendly tool, as long as you have the SimCraft add-on installed in-game. Uh, you can do armory search, but it's way more beneficial to do the, uh, like, to drop your SimCraft add-on right in your bloop. But you guys point the hunters, the hunter community, over to raid bots, right? Burrito, this is, you, if you answer questions, you have yeah. this pin. So, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah raid bots, um, I think especially for BM and survival, uh, is pretty necessary to min-max. Uh, you, you need to constantly sim uh, gear upgrades. Yeah. Raid bots is one of the, probably one of the, the better things to have happened to the sort of min-maxing WoW community in the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it can also be a major headache, of course, because now you have all this information and it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do with it and find out what's relevant? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think in tandem between... Raid bots, figuring out your personal stuff, and then looking at the sort of the gauges and the tiers you can see with hero damage, you can kind of more correctly figure out now with those two resources. So, yeah. yeah. And then really clear, put together guides, like on Icy Veins, for example. So, like those three, take those with you into battle as everything changes, as the game gets squished to all hell. So... And as of just yesterday, yesterday into the day before, which this will affect hunters the same, uh, we're losing weapon damage scaling on everything. It's all attack yeah. power, thankfully. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out in practice, but in uh, theory, it should be a pretty good change. Yeah. But they have to figure out the ratio of... I had a back and forth thread with, with Archie on Twitter about this. Like, what ratio of white damage matters per spec and then the rest of the spec has to be made up with their specials but what formulas amplify or modify white damage now or they don't at all but it's all just like because obviously like an assassination rogue stabby stab is not gonna have the same white damage as a fury warrior or a survival mm. hunter with a two-hander that has no attack speed haste so it's different we'll have to figure out how that works but that's an exciting yeah. change a huge one yeah Definitely hope they get it right Yes, hopefully, because otherwise it's going to be a disaster. Well, mm. sure. If you haven't done any dungeons or seen any screenshots of dungeon damage meters and, and logs yet from the alpha, obviously, it's very much an alpha, and they always do spec tuning last, but it is funny to see certain DPS doing 40% of a boss's HP, and then some specs doing, like, 18 to 20. It's, like, a huge gap right mm. now, but that, is, that doesn't matter. So to backtrack... On our catch-up show so far that I've done, rogues, 
had bugs that they just, like, deal with. They become part of the class, almost. Warlocks had design problems. Mages had spec balance, which you're welcome, mages, for that 3% fire damage buff. It's right. I didn't, I'm not responsible for that. I'm just, I'm just, you know. So with hunters now, you have two specs that compete with the range slot, and now one of them is a melee. So I guess where are hunters in Legion, and where have they sort of ended up thus far? Burrito, I'm throwing this to you as the new guy. I'm putting you on the on the stage here. So, like, where is... Because you re-rolled to it. So why? Uh, I chose survival after watching Naga and Method's kill on Gul'dan, where it was really strong. It was probably the second or third best melee in the game at that point. Um, due, you know, due to tier 19 and just the, the way the fights worked out. Now... It's fallen way behind and is, you know, it's kind of a meme. It's, uh, it's not the most viable. It, it, it's good enough to kill Mythic Argus. But you wouldn't prefer it over some of the other melee specs. Hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I, I follow. I mean, fi, you, you, you're, you fight for the survival hunter side of things. I mean, where, is that just like how it is? Or what do you have to add to that? Well, it's kind of is, and the problem with that is um, one of the problems is Marksman kind of picked the niche of survival, the insane AoE, um, which was like why survival was good, for example, on Gul'dan until 19, was insane AoE from Butchery. And that's what made the spec good on that fight, because you had Parasite, you had eye, like Eyes of Gul'dan, etc, etc. And that was the same why Fury Warrior was really good on that fight, because insane AoE. But now, in TL21, uh, Marksman has, I think, a more sustainable burst theory with, you know, spamming the mark shot, is it? Yeah, multi-marked yeah. a lot and stuff. So you kind of lose that niche of burst theory, because there's also the mental shamans who got buffed since then a lot. So you have Elemental, you have Warlocks, you have Marksman Hunters doing this insane AoE, killing every single piece of trash instantly. So you just kind of lost your purpose kind of thing. So that doesn't help. Hmm. That's, that's a really weird way to put survival because a lot of the core kit is revolving around Mongoose Bite, which is super single target focus, but that, as you both talk about, the big niche that survival had was AoE, right? Because they have, I mean, they have a lot of toolkits for AoE. Like, I have four different abilities that can stack for AoE, which is a lot more than other specs can. But then, if Marksman just takes it over with Mark Shot spam, which is just like one, that's mm, that's yeah. interesting. Because the, the I think, go ahead. I, I think a uh, survival specialty is kind of like high density burst aoe okay where marksman our sustained aoe is actually probably one of the weakest in the game it's it's around like bm hunter and outlaw rogue uh, but but we can burst like i have Gul'dan. if there's a lot of mobs that need to die quickly uh our helicarver trait will make butchery actually competitive in that kind of situation which none of the fights in the current tier you know, they don't have burst AOE, really. It's all sustained. Oh, both right. people. 
Yeah, Portal Keeper. Uh, it's too spread, though. It's too spread out. Unless you have a, a blood DK. I butchered his 16 yard range because it's 8 yards all around you. Yeah, it could work. It's just not... I see what you mean, though. But I, I wouldn't really put Portal Keeper high on the list because it's just an early fight, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, a lot of the viability discussion you bring up to in a spec always comes down to like the final three or four of the mythic push, not like the first throwaway bosses as the community usually refers to them as. But the the button thing, we're talking about survival first here. So I put in the notes like all the buttons actually WTF because is not the best builds still like seven to eight rotational buttons while juggling way of the mock mythal is that still the thing which is i think yeah. way more rotational abilities than any other spec in the game still which has a problem uh it is yeah it's mm. pretty button bloated i use a razor naga so that helps <laughs> oh yeah okay that's fair sponsor by the way uh, yeah, not no. not my show. I don't know if he. I'm, I'm not. As yeah. No, Hashtag not. not a sponsor. Exactly. But that's well, because the argument I bring up with buttons, right? And we bring this. I bring this up on the show before and and in the stream is that if a spec has the most, I wouldn't say convoluted, because there's obviously a priority system involved here, but the most actual abilities to maintain, track, upkeep, play around. But then, like, numerically, they're just kind of, eh. The community reaction comes down to, like, well, I like playing this spec, but I could shave off three of those buttons for more damage and just play Marksman. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Like, um, if you want examples, both the traps, like the Cutlops will steal and Explosive and Artifact Ability can just go. Sure. Like, Artifact Ability... Um, have you led... The Reddit Q&A, which happened a year ago, I think, just a, a little bit after the last Hunter show. The, what, what what they talk about on it? They basically talked about class design, and uh, one of the members of Hunter Discord asked about our artifact ability, Fury of oh. the Eagle, because it does... I still think it's not worth the amount of time it takes to use. So if you use it, it's a DPS loss. I think that's still relevant. Oh. And, and they described it as something that's supposed to pay off. Like, you build up to it, and then you use it, and it's super worth it. And on single target, it's completely not worth it. It's a DPS loss. That's... It, it is worth on single target, but maybe a, a newer player to the spec could very easily use it wrong, where it would be a DPS loss. Right. But there are mm -hmm. situations where you do use it. On pure single target. Because, like, last time yeah. I checked... I do use it because I use it to cheese uh, Mongoose by timing to stack with mm -hmm. cooldowns. Uh, but like, if you just use it as a DPS cooldown, like any other artifact in the game, I think it's more bad than good. Right. You can't. You can't even use it with your major cooldown aspect of the eagle. It's a damage loss to on single target to use it with aspect, which is totally counterintuitive. Yeah. I... <laughs> That's. That usually comes down to a numbers tuning or whatever. Because, yeah, I mean, Aspect of the Eagle just gives at least the flat crit, and your pet gives you more chance to give you back charges of Mongoose Bite. So you don't want to do anything that just locks you out of yourself adding to Mongoose Bite. And if you're channeling, yeah. 
That's a weird yeah. one. Just the damage per execute time of Mongoose Bite will out damage uh, Fury. Fury, yeah. That's never a good thing to hear. Granted, I don't want to give survival too much guff. I mean, I played as Royal Hunter as an alt earlier in the expansion. They're very fun. I, I like the aesthetic and the, and the play around of it. And as people have weaved in and out of what alpha is changing to it, it actually is looking like they are really on the upswing about fixing some of the issues with it. So we'll have to wait and see how that is. But as it currently stands right now, what you guys have said just rings true. But you have BM and Marksman now. Which, apparently, we're putting BM in the middle, which I didn't know when I read the show notes, that BM apparently is not the real Hunter spec anymore. You still don't play BM. I didn't know. I'm sorry. But we're putting in the middle. So, my, my first note on this for you guys, regardless of the state of BM, uh, is hopefully they fix the kill command animation in the alpha. Because I don't know how many BM hunters out there are tired of slapping the, their entire heads full of their guns and bows into their actual... It looks so dumb. I can't play BM on anything because of that. But did the Master of Beasts, like, did it work in Legion, Azor? Or is it just, like, just hit Kill Command and Dire Beast and stand there? Um, I think, you know, with, the, with what they set out to do with the whole class fantasy thing, um, I don't think they necessarily hit the mark. So the closest you get right now is a, what is sort of called a zoo build, um, where you basically get a lot of die beast resets and you get to cast a bunch of die beasts. But you don't really notice that, you know, that's what the button does. It sends a beast at your target. It's just you press it and it does damage and it reduces the cooldown of Bestial Wrath, most importantly. Um, so, I mean, it's subjective, but I personally don't get a very strong feeling of master of beasts and uh, playing beast mastery no you are do we know yet i i sort of interweave alpha stuff in here you don't you're not keeping hattie in alpha into battle are you though like no uh so hattie is a tied to the artifact weapon which is of course disappearing in battle fast wrath so yeah. there will be no more hattie you're just stuck with a single pet mm. and whatever you can summon with die beast Okay. Yeah, that's what I put here. You just get another pet with wonky AI. What else did Beastmaster even get? So, because yeah. still like three buttons, wasn't it? It's just kill command, dire beast, and cobra shot. Yeah, that of course forms the main, um, you know, uh, yeah, I guess spec. But of course, then you have the cooldown of bestial wrath, which is up every like 30 seconds or so. And it has a CDR mechanic to it when you use Die Beast. So there's a bit more to it than just a, you know, free spec, uh, free button spec meme. But uh, it is, you know, I think almost anyone would argue the simplest uh, Hunter spec at the moment. Right. Which is why it's so popular, despite it maybe not, you know, tearing up the DPS meters. Well, it, then the reverse would be true if it was, because the spec is so simple, but numerically so good, the Hunter community would probably have the reverse effect that they would hate playing it because way too boring but yeah. its numbers are there so there's, there's yeah. like this this back and forth with how these yeah. specs work yeah there's a big drama about that you know when people discuss because bm is not doing super well right now at least uh, it wasn't before the buffs the buffs didn't make a huge difference but uh, anyway 
um, it was about, you know, should easier specs do lower damage than more difficult specs or, or not? Or should that play into things? And, uh, you know, some people are on, you know, one side of that argument. It, it should influence how good the spec is, how easy it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and some are it shouldn't. Uh, I don't personally have any strong opinions like that because I would be slaughtered by the other half of the community. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm curious. I'm actually going to load this up right quick. So, because BM right now is at just over 2 million, like 2 million 77,000, so just over 2 million. Marksman's best is 2.3 million, and Survival's best is 2.2. Yeah. So, yeah, by, by that discussion, simpler specs do worse damage Yeah. Cur currently. But the question, I suppose, is whether it should be like that or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then there's the argument that the Thrill Hunters have, is they have all this stuff to manage and priorities A, B, C, and D to go through, and they're not as good as Marksman. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. It's always a back and forth with the pure DPS specs because that's the same like warlocks and rogues and mages. At least until Legion, you guys shared the same discussion because you were all ranged. But now you have a you have survival, which is the melee mix, which totally throws off the whole point because normally the the play style and the way a player learns to play a ranged muscle memory or whatever is way different than when you put yourself right in the boss's ass. So mm. things definitely change. Yeah. So then, Burrito, Fa, you guys haven't really dabbled in BM. Well, I, I'm, I'm picking on Burrito here because he said he played the other <laughs> the other Hunter spec <laughs> once in Legion. But... I mean, I doubled in every single spec for Hunters. Mostly for Lefelands because sometimes people ask me questions for level specs. Okay. For, it happens. Like, not sure how, but it does. And... Um, Sometimes I cannot refer them to someone else. I think BM... Okay, I'm not afraid of the community as Azul is. <laughs> I, think what... <laughs> I think what the specs, if they are super easy to play, should do just a little bit less damage. Because, I mean, they are super easy to play. You can, you can get your pitchforks out now, uh, by the way. Okay. That... that... There's a back and forth on that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, no, Burrito, well, where are you weighing on this? You, you gotta, you gotta put your your stock in somewhere. I think Blizzard has made BM do less damage than Marksman, not because they're easy to play, but because they have permanent run casting. Um, they have bloodlust and battle res, so it's more of a utility spec than Marksman. Hmm. Where Marksman is pure damage. Yeah, that's a pretty reasonable angle on it as well. The mobility is... Um, I mean, you could argue that the mobility is an is a component of its ease of play in and of itself. Sure. Um, because a lot of, you know, playing MM well is managing movement, minimizing it, and getting the most out of standstill periods. So Marksman has awful target swapping. Like for Verimathris or... Yeah, just... it's not great. My guild tells me to swap and uh, I say, maybe next time. Mm. <laughs> just the maybe next time I get it uh, Veramothris adds are meant to be your fully stacked fulminated earthshock uh, elemental shamans duh mm -hmm. jeez yeah. I have a frost mage in my guild who solos them almost yeah 
at the we end. also have a frost mage doing a lot of uh, damage to them. Doesn't yep. stop uh, sometimes as hunters from having uh, to go BM when we normally play MM. But uh, you know that's life. Gotta play for the guild. <laughs> yeah, okay. good survival. Good to, uh, you could you could just. Cause you could just hit butchery when the ad spawns and you're still targeting Veramothras, and but you're hitting the ad. I mean, that's why. Oh, did Fi go away? No, uh -oh. Fi uh, cut out. <laughs> oh, he's back. Now? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. You cut out for a sec. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that's Veramothras probably. Uh, so yeah, it's viable actually to use butchery. <laughs> that was if you're slugging with the ads. Yep. That's what you can too. even uh, with. With the survival extended range, easily um, be in the melee group and be hitting the ranged ad with mongoose bites. High, you know, hit it for four million. It's actually pretty good on that fight. Oh yeah, absolutely. I usually just turn through rock biters because they have the ten yard extra range for an enhancement. Yeah. I just that's all I really do. I try to min max and activate crash lightning, but they're usually like right outside the range. But whatever. Mm. So that leads us to Marksman, and the biggest thing I brought up with Marksman that we talked about over a year ago for the Legion show to begin with was the reliance on weak auras, and particularly the one that, that you put together, as or like that, that crazy bar that has all these little tick marks, and no? Not me. No, not me. <laughs> the, the, credit, the credit for that one goes to, uh, well, a number of people have made various different vulnerable weak auras, uh, yeah. Isakawa and... Uh... And uh, Opsipi have made the most popular ones. Good. No, I, I put you on the spot there on purpose. You you, you passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, the reliance on that to play the spec... Is that... Because I, mean, I have weak auras on Enhancement Shaman. Like, I, I track, like, you know, my little buff-up times and whatever. Like, Flame Tongue, Hailstorm, when I used to play it. You know, Landslide, whatever. But... The marksmanship exposed weakness window with all your stacking madness in those time periods to like show you like basically to show you what buttons to hit. Is that just how it's meant to be played? I mean, uh, it's not. I wouldn't say it's as um, reliant as you mentioned. You can absolutely play marksmanship very well, like to a very high standard without a vulnerable weak aura. It's more of a helper and it helps you, um, you know, plan your rotation ahead of time. It can minimize mistakes and, it, you know, it can mean a significant difference um, on some fights more than others. On AoE, it's almost worthless, for example. Um, you'll see even some of the best hunters in the world, they don't use one. So it, it's not at all required, but, um, you know, most hunters have one in some capacity because it helps with planning your rotation ahead of time. Mm, okay. Now, now, now chat's hitting on my boy Roger Brown here. He doesn't use the vulnerable bar weak or you don't need it. And then isn't that because he plays BM? I mean, come on. <laughs> Jinji has a very minimalistic version of it where it's not a bar. It's just like an icon that shows the oh. duration. Oh, okay. I, I bring that up to it compare and contrast the three specs. Because BM just spams three buttons. Survival juggles and sometimes forgets about certain buttons. Like when you're in the mongoose bite window, do you still ignore everything else besides mongoose bite? That's why it's uh, kind of difficult. It depends really on uh, RNG so, what mm, you do. Yeah. I mean, See, like you, that, you have all yeah. those things. Yeah. And then Marksman has just the vulnerability weak aura, which I don't know. I think it's gone in alpha so far. Everything about Hunter's Mark is actually removed from yeah, the game. Uh, so. BFA marksmanship has almost nothing to do with current uh, marksmanship. 
good or bad? What do you, initial thoughts? Um, I mean, I had no problems with the vulnerable style of uh, marksmanship. Um, generally speaking, I've been pretty happy with how marksmanship has been in Legion personally. Um, it's hard to comment on how BFA tackles it differently because um, so far in the alpha, like its main cooldown isn't in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, and with the latency that I have to deal with on alpha servers, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, it's hard to stand it also because right now it does no damage on the alpha. So yeah, um, opinion pending. Right. Sure. <laughs> That's fair. So it's sort of already eased into sort of a hunter round table here. The best or the worst, too strong, too weak, with sort of the tail end of that. But so open forum to the the three of you here. And just the one thing I want to pick at is, has this been a thing all expansion and we just haven't noticed this yet? But the sudden squishiness of hunters, maybe it's just an Antorus. And I, I'm the squishiest melee. I have the highest death rate of... Look on Warcraft logs. I mean, enhanced Shaman, Elemental Shaman, all the time. But Hunters are like a close running mate now, apparently. But they have an immunity. But it's super long cooldown. So when did this suddenly start developing that Hunters have... They're like the squishiest ranged. Like you just don't want to bring them anymore? Or you bring like just like a little, like one, maybe two? Which is, that's changed. From before, you could bring all of them, and it was fine. Now, um, who wants to start this? Go mm, for it, Esser. Yeah, yeah. Anyone can... Okay, well, I can take it then. Oh, okay. I think Greedo. they've moved away from um, raid mechanics, where it's sort of like uh, Avatar, where there isn't too much damage, and then there's sort of a very survivable burst of damage, or you just immune the damage altogether with your sure. turtle, to like more constant, like uh, Agrimar, where you can very realistically die just to constant damage the whole fight um and we have no self-healing as marksmen so maybe that's part of it yeah well you do have acceleration and self-healing but that's on a two minute cooldown and sure just to help that's not very strong right no, i don't yeah. think it's a it's a sudden onset of squishiness i think just you know the the appearance of the death t- statistic page has sort of um, <laughs> yeah. shown it to the world i think it was always like that to an extent but it hasn't been a problem and I really wouldn't call it a an overarching problem. Um, like Angrima is the only fight where where you could say hunters are somewhat undesirable, uh, unless you have a lot of avoidance and stuff. You have to make up for your inherent squishiness and lack of like passive damage reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only fight where we like dropped hunters because hunters just weren't that great for that particular fight. Um, but I think. Agrima was definitely an outlier in that respect, with the high damage going out from the ad explosion and stuff like that. Um, I progressed Agrima, uh, sort of, you know, within top 100, 200. Uh, but I also had a lot of avoidance, so I probably had it easier than most. Um, I wouldn't say it's, an, it's a big problem. Um, I think, of course, maybe we could need a bit more, you know, passive DR or something to uh, bring us in line with the average instead of being, you know, the most death-prone range. I think chat brings up, but it's the spirit beast healing, though. I think you can see in Mythic Plus, everyone would agree, I I think, that Marksman is far ahead of the other two specs. And it's a lot of it is because of their survivability, actually, with disengaged damage reduction and turtle. And Pride as actually being, like, a, a good legendary. 
um, for damage and survivability for them. Sure, of course. There, I think their survivability is, survivability is actually quite good compared to most range specs. Yeah, see Jinji Plus, doing 27, 28 keys, and you know he's fine. Yeah, precisely. In a Mythic Plus context, there's a lot of like potentially one-hit mechanics, and uh, you get a decent chunk of damage reduction after using Disengage's Marksmanship, which can you know cut off that damage needed to survive it or not, and that's something that most specs don't have on demand like that constantly. Right. And um, if I can, uh, and with survival, it's kind of the problem of we have the toolkit from kind of range side of hunter. Like the total is, is more in line for a ranged kind of spec, not for a melee. When you look closely to every single mechanic for both camps, like total is a good cooldown when it works and not on cooldown. But because on melee, you need kind of a little bit more than that, I feel, most of the time. Mm -hmm. So if Marksman is battle for pushing Mythic Plus purely because it's not in melee, because a lot of mechanics in Mythic Plus are melee specifically annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's it's so funny when you guys talk about the, the hierarchy that you have, your three-minute immunity, your two-minute health stone, and then Marksman, which gets the edge because it has the, the DR from your artifact when you disengage. And that's obviously a, a much shorter rotational cooldown. Talking to an enhancement shaman that has one 90 second DR and a 30 minute immunity. That's all I've got. And their yeah. response so far in alpha is we have earth shield now. Like <laughs> that doesn't heal very much. It heals so. for like 3% of my HP when I take damage. It's really bad. Oh. So I don't, I don't know, but they're, they're, I'm not, I'm not just kind of, I'm not going to soapbox on that. They're moving around all the different DR kits across the board because we all live in this age now of like demon hunters and rogues and double block mages, right? And mages have a, a passive almost always up million plus extra HP shield right now or higher. So it's, it's weird. The male classes, it's mostly just elemental enhancement and the 300 specs. But why... Our DR kit is so crap. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Well, so I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it comes down to, you know, often the individual fight, of course, Ekrama being the outlier uh, this time around. And it's it's one of those fights where the disengaged DR isn't that powerful. Right. Because what actually does the, the hefty damage in that fight is the ticking dot. It's not a big one shot for the most part. There, there was also, I wanted to bring up the obnoxious two-piece, four-piece tier set madness that you guys have going on. It's mostly just BM, right? None the other hunters didn't? Yeah, it's also, yeah, Marksman ha has it as well. Uh, almost all Marksman uh, hunters. Actually, Marksman probably suffers from it the most. Oh, okay. Um, because BM has a good build. Uh, there goes Fi again. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah. Russia, please. There we and go. he's back. Yeah. Uh, so um, BM has a pretty good build that has the the parcels tongue legendary, which is a chest piece. Uh, so generally, with using that build, you'll use um, you know that and a good off piece, and then four piece tier twenty one. So there you don't have that issue. Um, meanwhile, marksmanship is almost always four piece tier twenty one plus two piece tier twenty in some capacity. Because the only legendaries we tend to use are offsets. You know, it's the ring, boots, and the neck predators. Mm. Um, yeah. So, 
as for whether it's a good thing or not, um, it's great if you have all tier. If you don't, it sucks. Um, and I think generally having to farm old, irrelevant, easy content for gear that will help you in the current content is not very fun. And you're also having to give up on like higher item level uh, items, which, you know, because it's a DPS loss, hmm. uh, it's not great. On the other hand, you know, set bonuses are more fun than not having them, typically. Uh, it's rare that set bonuses make it less enjoyable to play. So, right. for example, right now, Marksman uses the tier 22 piece bonus for, you know, almost everything. And that's a pretty fun little mini game because you're always trying to cast your aim shots in pairs. So in this particular situation, uh, that's uh, an element to the rotation that actually makes it better than if it were not there. I why I bring this up, yeah, too. Yeah, convergence of something or other. Yeah, I mean, well, Fury Warriors, any Fury Warriors in chat? Uh, they're... <clears throat> obviously, that's all gone. I don't think the tier set style is gone forever, though, because I'm pretty sure... We don't know this yet, but my thoughts on this is that tier set style bonuses or netherlike crucible style relic bonuses we have now, that's just what's going to be on Azurite gear. Yeah. So some of the deeper unlocks on Azurite gear will basically be a tier bonus. You'll just get it and essentially have it for the entire expansion. It'll get somewhat stronger as you gain higher and higher eye level. Which is fine, because then they don't have to balance around new tier sets every tier. And this whole six-piece nonsense with legendaries having to do two-piece, 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 like chat brings up. Which, mm. why though? <laughs> yeah. All we can hope is that those uh, mini-traits that we get throughout Battle for Azeroth are not, you know, extremely boring. So mm. most of the NLC traits right now, you got Torment of the, Torment the Week or Torment of the Week. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a dot that applies. You can, it doesn't do enough damage to play around it. You cannot really control it. It breaks when target switching. Uh, some of the others are better about that, securing the light. But they ultimately just, you have a chance when you attack to do X amount of damage. Yeah. You don't play around it. You don't notice. Pretty boring. Even concordance is like that to some extent. Mm -hmm. uh, hunters use a little bit to time cooldowns. But meh not great yeah it even comes up to that we talked about the survivability thing at the top of this little round table section but wearing old tier is just a, a stamina loss hence leading to yeah, a little bit is... more of the squishiness because the more the more concordance points you have in your artifact the more that multiplier behind the scenes you have on stamina so when i've got finally 6.5 million and my hunters have 6.2 that's a noticeable change. 300k HP is could be life or death. Yeah, exactly. Like um, deaths to like low overkills are pretty common, yeah. uh, just in general, but especially in this tier. Like I was just watching a stream before uh, coming on the show, and you know he died to a 30k overkill. Um, that's like you know one high item level piece, or um, you know going Torin. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're Torin? It is, well, it's part of it. Actually, ah! Torrent is very good for maximum damage, but it's a double benefit because, of course, you get the 50 to 100k extra max health. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It's the crit like modifier, to, uh, you mean, right? That's the. It's a crit damage modifier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which helps marksmanship. And generally, uh, Torrent is pretty good. You know, when people in my raid die to very low overkills, uh, sometimes I might point out that if they had gone Torrent, they would have survived it. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, this horde mm. propaganda on my show right now. Uh-huh. We all know that all of you silly horde players are all rolling void elves right now. I'm just saying. Yes. See? <laughs> Even though there's a misconception about void elves racial being the best new alliance racial, and it's not. Stop spreading this rumor. It's not. It's the Lightforged Granite racial. It's busted as heck right now. Holy crap. That orbital beam cannon is way too good. It's going to get cut by like 40% soon. But anyway, it's way too good. Just don't. Just play Life Force Draenei. It's fine. Top all the meters. <laughs> At least on AoE. Yeah. Any fight with yeah. more than one target that you can snapshot things into that orbital beam cannon, just go with it. Yeah. Run with it. So, is there anything else? So, I put Survival Alpha in here. And Burrito, do you, you've been dabbling, watching, figuring out how that works, reading all the madness. How does survival look like it's shaping up? Because they've made some big changes. Um, it looks a lot simpler. They've removed a lot of the you know button bloat that some people don't like about the spec on live. Uh, I really like the ranged serpent sting and the baseline uh, grenade, which on live it's dragon's fire grenade. On alpha it's called wildfire bomb. I think. Yeah. Uh, so I like those aspects of it. Um, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the simplicity, though. It kind of is more in in the direction of BM Hunter, where it doesn't feel like there's enough yet. But I'm sure it's still in development, since it's just alpha. Yeah, it feels a bit bare-bones right now, uh, having played survival all specs on the alpha, at least a little bit. Um, and that's, of course, in a leveling context. It's a lot different when you get to fights and stuff. Mm -hmm. You do have a, you know, a small amount of buttons... But what made, what arguably made survival in Legion, one of its redeeming qualities was the um, the interaction of Mongoose Bite and how you were managing that with flanking strike and so on. Um, that was, you know, a successful part of survival, I think many would say. I think the issue was more all the extracurricular uh, abilities that you <laughs> yeah. would, you know, forego uh, in favor of Mongoose Bite gaming and all that stuff. And that element has was also lost with the, the cleanup of survival, and I don't necessarily think that's an amazing thing. Well, to, to curtail off chat, the reason why I bring up survival in a more alpha sense is because it's a class... Any spec that gets a... It's a brand new to the game, like Havoc or Vengeance, right? Or when Monk came in, or when Death Knight came in. The first expansion after that introductory expansion is usually a huge shakeup for them. So survival is basically completely brand new in Legion, which means it's going to have a big shakeup going into Battle for Azeroth. And mm. you, you both bring up buttons in a different way. Fi, what would you think... Do, does the Survival Hunter community... I mean, you're used to it now, like the 7-8 button madness. So like, how many core abilities do you think the new survival should play around, though? Because the Mongoose window looks like it's going away. So it's a talent, I think? Yeah. Yeah, so what, 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 what should it look like? Well, I think what currently the rotation, like if you throw out like a couple of things, it would be perfect. But that's my opinion. Like some people hate it, some people love it more than I do. Uh, it's really hard to tell because it's not. Survival feels clunky mostly, not because of the amount of button right now, because with high enough gear, you have enough haste to press with buttons. It's the LNG elements of mastery, for example. Bullet can probably can kill, but if you do, if you just get unlucky, it's really not fun. 
And well, changing that because there's no more mongoose by charges. It's lapless like, as far as I know, and yeah. it's replaced by the talent if you want to go mongoose bite and stank, and it's just a time. Also, there's no LNG, and that is a significant change, right? Because yeah. the flanking slack to mongoose bite balance works because flanking slack is almost guaranteed to give you a charge, so it's not as random. It's still random, but not as much. By removing the randomness, you're changing the dynamic, but this randomness has to go. It's not fun, it's not productive. Like, mastery is the worst stat consistently for the spell. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, the, uh... the key thing you brought there, too, is late game, we have enough haste to hit those buttons. That's an awkwardly bad sentence to say about a spec. Yeah. Well, it's the same as with, for example, well, no, Shadow Priest could use random to madness, but the problem is, like, some specs play battle with a certain amount of specific gear. Like, Survival played at the start of the expansion battle if you stack haste. It, it doesn't play really well if you, like, under 30% haste. It's just the amount of buttons kind of limits it. Mm -hmm. That might be a problem, but it's the same as some specs avoiding a stat or stacking a stat, like, for example, I don't know. Lokes avoiding haste as if it's a plague on well skin. Right. Like, because they don't need it. So it it makes some decisions. You need to make some decisions how to kill your character. And that's add, that adds to the spec. Brito, you had... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Brito had something you wanted to add. You were going to. Or are you good? Uh, did I? I don't remember. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I th oh, go ahead. If you had... I think the spec it feels kind of like you're walking on on glass playing survival it's it's very punishing oh. if you make a mistake and that's maybe what people don't like about it okay it feels it it doesn't feel um rewarding to lacerate or to explosive trap targets because of the low damage but you still have to do it if you're trying to be max just because it's it's part of the spec. Right. That's what Azra said about like the extracurricular things that are outside the bubble of what the core feels like. All this yeah. other stuff that contributes, but contributes probably less than 15% of your overall throughput. But you just kind of have to hit those buttons. You know? That that comes yeah. back to a problem that I've had for a very long time with enhancement, and they're balancing the fact that once you have too many damage sources, they all just kind of get muddied. When you have 28 different sources of damage or whatever have you. That's what Enhancement used to have. 26, 27 or whatever last expansion and MOP was really bad. Then all of them kind of feel meh. And Survival has a bit of that right now where you have a dozen plus and it's just kind of meh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to round table about or are we good to, to move on? Good to go? Yeah. All good for me. Yeah, this is all, sure. this is this is on you. Chat was bringing up why talk about alpha stuff right now, but this is feedback time because we've already changed rogues and mages. And come on, come on, we, it happens. I've always personally been sort of apprehensive. There goes fire again. Oh no! Um, I've always been sort of Russia. there he is again. Yeah, there he is again. Um, I've always been sort of apprehensive about commenting on alpha too much early sure. on, and it's because. Um, previous experiences basically told me that what we have now is um, 
pretty far from what we'll end up with. But, you know, part of the reason why that happens is because people provide feedback and stuff. And, uh, you know, often the live build that we have on uh, alpha service is behind what Blizzard is actually thinking at the, at the moment and stuff like that. That's, yeah, I'll devil's advocate that a little bit because they have openly said outside of the specs we know, like survival, demonology, that are getting a lot. Havoc and Vengeance are also getting quite a bit because their first expansion after being launched, they're not doing a lot of changes. I can attest to that by the fact that the quote-unquote changes I've seen to enhancement, um, they don't change anything. <laughs> like, nothing... No. Outside of the, the attack power scaling stuff, which will be interesting to see from a mathy perspective, but, like, I will probably be playing the exact same way as it currently stands, so we have to see yeah. if that's good or bad. Yeah, of course. I am speaking from the perspective of, of just Hunter and, for yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Legion marksmanship, completely new spec. Mm. Battle for Azeroth uh, marksmanship, nothing to do with Legion, so that's also a completely new spec. Um, yeah. Survival, likewise. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like a year plus from now when we do the Battle for Azeroth Hunter show to see what what darts threw at the right place in the dartboard to see what happened. Yeah. Because yeah. the pure DPS specs keep getting this kind of a treatment, right? Fire Mage changed quite a bit from Warlords to Legion. So and they're the addition of, of Fire Melon to not having Fire Melon is gonna be different for them. So little things like that we'll have to see. I mean Affliction Warlock has Shadowbolt back, which you haven't seen the goofy madness from Alpha right now with Shadowbolt's breaking the game. It's pretty yeah. good. But alrighty then, we'll have we have some guidey stuff and then some Q and A we can take from chat in a little bit. But for this section, I have some little things I wanted to plug. Of course, thank you very much everyone for tuning in today and watching the show. If you are on Twitch, there's the follow button up top here or the subscribe button if you want to keep the show going in that regard. Of course, down here on YouTube, it's like over here somewhere. But if you're on YouTube right now or if you've missed past shows, all the shows go up on YouTube as well as the side content that I'll be doing for my coverage for Battle for Azeroth like I did for Legion, which sort of ballooned and grew my channel to where it is. But if you missed any of the shows, they're all right here. They're all linked by playlists. So you can go to the 2018 playlist right over here, which starts playing my face instead of actually showing the playlist. There it is. <laughs> so you can go check the playlist out we've had so far going into this year, and then of course 2017, 2016, and back, and so on. Also, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music for the audio-only versions, or just the website, finalboss.tv, you can hook into the RSS feed, or hit the audio-only play button right there on the embed, whichever would you like, and you can do the audio-only versions you can put on your phone, etc. Do whatever you'd like with it. But I would not be sitting here if it wasn't for all the support the show gets, because this is what I do for a living now. This is what I make and do, but the Patreon support and the extra stuff you guys can get on that. So Jason, Tazlin, Screwsloose, Mia, R4, Truffles, and Druish, thank you in particular for your continued support. And if you want to check out the show notes, the behind the scenes of how the shows are put together, and sort of follow along, or if you're in my Discord, you can then sort of add and poke me for, well, can you ask this question or whatever, and that helps me kind of formulate the show notes, you can do that. There are 35, there'll soon be 36, we're doing an after show BTS for this show, but you can go check out all those there, where we sort of just sit back and talk about the either the wrap-up of the show, if it's like the mage after show, or sort of a get-together before the show happens, which is a meet-and-greet podcast, just sort of go over what we want to do. This is 53 minutes of Warlock Madness was <clears throat> was pretty good. There was also a 
There are the BTS live streams for patrons only. This is archived if you want to watch that and sort of goes over what we're doing and what we're working on behind the scenes for the show and where the show is going. That That's how content is made nowadays, unless you have 1,700 million subscribers like Game Theory or something. It's how it works. So if you want to keep doing this, the changes for Legion testing from, uh, from Legion to beta for um, Battle for Azeroth, I didn't archive as much stuff, so I'll be archiving the testing streams, and then there'll be discussion videos as well, and then there'll be sort of big chunks of other stuff, and of course we'll do some sit-downs during the alpha and the beta to sort of talk about different aspects of what's changing. That'll be a little more spread out this time instead of doing like three months in a row, because we don't know how long we're going to be here. We do have the tentative launch date for Battle for Azeroth, but that's September 21st, which is the last day of the summer quarter, so we could have it any time before then. But we'll be in this for five or six months, so stay tuned if you want the testing stuff right here and the streams that are coming, and the shows, of course. But I think it's time to bring over the WoW database and sort of go over some talents, which sort of bring up and funnel into all the madness we've talked about so far. So, Burrito and Fi, if you guys want to go back and forth on survival. Maybe we'll look at survival's cookie cutter right now that we have talked about, but this will sort of give a more visual representation of how silly the spec is right now. And again, we'll look back on this a year from now and we'll see how it changes in alpha into a battle for Azeroth though. But who, who wants this burrito? You want to walk me through what the, uh, what's the cookie cutter right now for survival hunter? Sure. Um, Way of the Machnathal is pretty much the standard for the first row. Also, the reason many people are deterred from the spec, maybe. Sort of an upkeep buff. Mm -hmm. uh, throwing axes has some PvP uses, I think. Um, for when you're getting kited by a mage, maybe. <laughs> but has no place in PvE, ever. Um, animal instincts would only be taken on heavy sustained AoE where you don't have the focus generation to even use Raptor Strike. Um, you could go Animal Instincts in that situation, or leveling. Okay. Uh, then Snake Hunter is just the next default choice. Um, Mortal Wounds generates... It's easier, so maybe if you're new to the spec, you'd play it, but it generates less Mongoose Bite procs then Snake Hunter and is RNG, so you can't control it. Uh, Crows just doesn't do enough damage for the cooldown or the global. I'm still curious, and this is something that I'll definitely be a little more diligent on in testing. Like, I, I don't... Some talents, some, some tooltips actually have their coefficients in them, and others just have nothing. Like, Murder mm -hmm. of Crows says nothing. It's just two sentences. It does what it does, but I don't know why they are so inconsistent with talents. They either have their damage ranges listed, and, and this is obviously the database version, but I don't know why Murder of Crows still is empty. But anyway, go on. Sure, yeah. Um, disengage. I mean, the next one is uh, not a DPS row. Sure. You have, you have the choice between uh, post-haste, disengage, and trailblazer. Trailblazer sees a bit of use maybe on Imanar for the bridge, situations like that. Or just world questing. Uh, post haste, I think, is the PvP choice because it gets you out of roots uh, when you harpoon. Mm -hmm. 
So there's there's some uh, flexibility there. Usually disengage though uh, is the best. It doesn't give you a sprint like it does for marksman, so it's not nearly as good. But it lists it. It does, but is that not in the actual? Um, the the difference is that marksmanship has disengage baseline, and then oh, you that's choose right. the post haste talent right. uh, for this speed bonus. Yeah, because post haste is harpoon for survival, right? Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Which, if you harpoon to the target, you're already. I mean, you're there. You, right. You're in melee range. Why do you need a sixty percent speed boost at that point? <laughs> it's the catch up to people in PvP. Okay, it's a PvP <laughs> talent in the PVE tree. We know this happens. It's for when your tank's monk taunted away from you and you can't connect for five seconds. Oh my gosh. Or just Agrimar's movement in general. Holy crap, why is he so fast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, the next row, uh, Calchops, is pretty much always taken. Steel Trap had some very niche uses until they patched it out in the most recent patch. I'm not sure why. Where you would get the waylay on ads on Kingroth, you could pre-trap before they spawn, and when they spawn, it would do six times damage. <laughs> okay. um, but it just doesn't work anymore. You could also do it on Heroic Argus physical ad, so it would tick for three million a crit, um, but it's mm. just been removed. And now there's really no situation where you want to use Steel Trap over Caltrops. Hmm. Guerrilla Tactics is a PvP thing again. It's like bursty. It yep. could be, I think I used it on some of our like really fast reclears of Harjitan where the ads died so quickly, I didn't really get Caltrops value, but in general, it's it's not nearly as good as Caltrops. And um, on that note, hate Caltrops. Oh, yes. Really? <laughs> it's my favorite survival. It's one of the reasons I play survival is for Caltrops. I like it's, it a lot. It's an amazing talent, but... It's really, really easy to fall into the trap of using it on cooldown because you, if you use it on cooldown, it's also a steel trap. Sure, yeah. It does take more. It it lasts longer on the target. The dot remains longer than the cooldown of Caltrops. So yeah, you either want to refresh it only when the dot falls or when you have a free global in the rotation where otherwise you would press nothing, just waiting for a focus. Now it lasts, so there's two things here to unpack. So A, it's a bleed. Bleeds are hastened in Battle for Azeroth if this still exists. So it would be the exact same cooldown as the actual cooldown. The reason why it doesn't, the bleed lasts 15 seconds now, but the cooldown is lowered exponentially by the amount of haste survival stacks. That's what you guys are talking about, basically. So Haste uh, doesn't reduce Caltrop's cooldown. It oh, just wait, has it a baseline lower cooldown than the dot. Oh, because well, the, the dot persists for six seconds after. Oh, uh, the that's Caltrops what it is. Really? What yeah. the heck? That's back so backwards. It's, so it's yeah. twenty-one seconds, basically. Oh gosh, yeah, it does. It so, has the movement speed reduction for six. So the last tick adds and refreshes to six second. Yeah. Weird. Okay, that's. <laughs> sure. So okay. a, a mob or a player could step into it and then. Maybe say mage blink away from it, but they'll still have the slow and the dot on them. Interesting. Okay. Sounds good. What's the next? Uh, just a very weak set of utility, I'd say. Sticky bomb maybe has some uses in like BRH, I guess, mm -hmm. to interrupt uh, unkickable. I'd say we. 
that's about it. It's almost never used. Ranger's net is used in PvP. Uh, it can proc the fuzz, but it has a focus cost and it's on the global. So mm. usually you just want a freezing traps proc the fuzz, like on Agrimar. Uh, it's on right, Sunk Hill. It's on Sunk Hill of Emerald Night. Oh, Sorry? Okay. Um, if Bulito doesn't know, Angel's Net used to block Cephus and bosses from half of the Oh, expansion. right, yeah. Oh, you used to use it on bosses, even if they were immune, it would still work? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, gross. Okay. Uh, Blizzard, enough. can you have it back, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That would be cool, I wish, but a little maybe too strong. Yeah. Camouflage, just same as uh, Marksman. Get to go invisible. Uh, and it heals you a little bit, yeah. but not usable in combat. Right. So doesn't really affect the uh, like the in combat playstyle. I think camouflage should stay with the spec. That's kind of uh, iconic. I think going into uh, BFA. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the last uh, ninety one hundred. What's we got here? So, this one would change your playstyle a lot. And you, this is the row that you mostly change with survival. Uh, butchery is a pretty decent AOE button. Um, it scales. I think it scales infinitely. There might be a cap on the Hellcarver. I'm not sure. But this is... Um, it costs a ton of focus. 40 focus, I think, or 50? 40, yeah. On the tooltip, it says here. Okay. And it, it does a large sort of burst of AOE damage. Uh, this is what you'd take on things like high command to AoE. It's like, um, say, Whirlwind, but stronger. It, it's basically Brutal Slash. Is, is it still good enough to use pure single target, though? I know there was a time where you just rotated it in on... No. No? Not anymore? So it's it's the focus cost is so high, and the damage is so low on a single target that okay. if you're talented into Butchery, like, say, Mythic Plus, and then you're on the last boss of Court of Stars, you don't even press this button. Um, unless you're running the legendary chest, which is not good on single target. Okay. Yeah, chat chat uh, saying no no cap on Hellcarver. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done some crazy pulls in like EOA where you do all the crabs at once. Right. And butchery scaling can get ridiculous where I'm pulling threat off the tank and, you know, I just I do three globals. I do, a, you know, over a billion damage, a billion and a half damage, and then I'm dead because I pulled aggro and it came up to kill me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you um, know the trash after in Cathedral of the Eternal Night after the second boss? The one which runs away. Yeah, where they run. Yeah. Oh, you can kill them in one butchery. Yeah. All of them. Huh. So, uh, yeah. To provide some context, I guess, not everyone might know what Hellcover does. Sure, sure. Uh, it's, it's basically, um, it makes it so that for every additional target your butchery hits, it does a bit more damage. And it's an uh, artifact this trade, is artifact what, trade, yeah. yeah, it's an artifact trade, and uh, this is what scales, you know, into essentially infinity. <laughs> so if you can hit a bunch of targets like the spiders and uh, or, or the crabs, then each hit of butchery will do a ton of additional damage. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not multiplicative. It's just uh, it just adds a percent. I think it's baseline. It's thirteen or sixteen percent with four points in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it must be sixteen then extra damage but it's it's not multiplicative it's not multiplying the previous you know uh, version by 16 for every target 
it's yeah. just it just adds 1632. It's still a lot because they because the demon hunters out there are going to be a little salty because they nerfed their blade dance version of this, but they didn't touch the survival's version of this, which is the very same type of thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. We do suffer, I mean, you suffer pretty significantly on single target by taking a stat. So it's not without a cost, I'd say. So what do you take in its stead then for single target? Just the passive uh, Serpent's thing on the right side. Mm, okay. Uh, DFG pulls very slightly ahead of Serpent's thing if you're not playing Machnathal, I think, last time I checked. But, I mean, everyone plays Machnathal and Serpent's thing in combination. Okay. Especially with tier 21 force set, so... Yeah, Serpent Sting is uh, kind of weak, but just better than the other options in that room. So then tell I think me it's how. about 5% of your damage. Oh, okay. I, I, I gotta ask how good Spitting Cobra is. It's, it's like the best ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You basically always take it. It's Extra so trapper. boring, though. Gosh. I hate it's just It's just Searing Totem that gives you focus. Yeah. With a cooldown, which Searing Totem didn't it's, have a cooldown. It's a snake. But it's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a snake. I don't, I don't like that. It kind of it's feels like it should be a BM talent, and not so much survival. All right. And that's why uh, it's a BM talent and be afraid. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. This is why we bring this up. Yeah. So, gosh. But yeah, aspect of the beast just fell way behind, and expert trapper doesn't do enough. To, to use anymore, or is it BOC because Spinning Cobra gives you focus? That's basically the main... Well, Expert Trapper, yeah, it does buff Caltrops by 50% and Explosive Trap uh, on the initial target. Yep. So in a in sort of a stacked council situation, Expert Trapper will pull ahead, maybe three or four targets that are... Okay. Uh, maybe think like Desolate Host type situations. Um, but yeah, generally Spinning Cobra... Also, it scales with haste, the Cobra attack speed. So with Lust in the opener, oh. that's a lot of damage. Hmm, okay. Where Caltrops bleed uh, doesn't, you know, haste doesn't affect it. Yep. Not yet, anyway. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. But, I mean, that's pretty straightforward Then fine. Do you want to add anything or, or well, touch on anything for survival talents? I think uh, Borito did a good job. Like... We changed towns a lot during the course of region. Like, at some points, Animal Instincts wasn't that much behind Moknafal. Expert Lapel used to be better than Cobra, or at least until we figured out what the tooltip was lying to us. At least. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't better, but talents changed a lot. And you, you can play anything you like, and the difference isn't like... In other specs, what's 20% of your damage if you play something long? Mm -hmm. But there is a loss, and it's it's there. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're already fighting for every percent of damage we can get. So, well, you're handily based on you know all the uh, the sim math, the second strongest hunter, and for a time, which was totally just a meme when Tomb of Sargeras, uh, not Tomb of Sargeras, when uh, Nighthold was out. You are definitely the strongest hunter, which I call. I was like, wait till the first tier gear comes out. All the hunters have to go melee hunter. And they were like, no, it won't happen. It did. If you were min-maxing way too much. But yeah, that's only because of the fight styles were good for the 
frantic AOE that you could put out as a survival hunter. So, Scorpion, right. anyone? Scor well, that doesn't count. Oh, yeah. It's not a real encounter. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Scorpion. Encounters. Jeez. It was always fun to have DPS Volks, like Affliction Volks on that fight and watch them be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And mostly you're out DPS them with two buttons. One. Well, okay, one button. I mean, that's all they do in that fight, too, is just spam Seed of Corruption, so... <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Azra, you want to start walking us down? I'm nervous to ask what the BM sort of build you guys are running with now is, because I'm pretty sure it's doesn't have much variance. I wouldn't... Um, it actually, I mean, okay. Uh, you can either say there's like three distinct builds or two. I'm just going to say two for simplicity. Like, oh, sake. the crit and the mastery builds, right? Are those the two? Um, yeah, yeah. you can you can say like crit or the mastery build, or you can say the, the stomp versus die frenzy, because that's the talent oh, okay. making the difference. Yeah, sure. Um, so starting from the top, you will always almost choose a wave the cobra. Um, it's just a damage buff to Cobra Shot based on how many uh, Guardians, including Die Beasts and other stuff that's active. So, of course, um, it goes well with any build where you can send a lot of Die Beasts at the target, like Stu build. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason you'd ever swap out of it is if you're doing like really sustained AoE, which is rare, where you don't get to Cobra Shot as much because you have to keep up Beast Cleave. Oh, okay. um, which is pretty expensive, and th for that reason, you might go die stable. Um, but that's pretty rare. There's almost no fight in Enter uh, as well. That is the case. Uh, the level thirty talents are so. It's basically stomp or die frenzy. Most people uh, will have the best time going stomp. Uh, it's basically just it does more damage. Uh, it basically does a hit of damage, AOE damage, uh, whenever you hit die beast. It's very particularly good for uh, for cleave, especially like bursty cleave, because it's just you hit die beast, it does the stomp damage, and it can be pretty respectable first cleave. Um, and die frenzy uh, replaces die beast with um, an ability that makes your pet do some damage when you hit it, and it also stacks a pet attack speed buff on um, yeah on your pet. And uh, that one actually requires, it adds sort of a skill ceiling to BM because you have to use Die Frenzy in such a way that you keep up three stacks of the buff. So the ability has two charges, but if you just use them on cooldown, you'll not be able to build on top of and refresh three stacks of the buff. Uh, Chimera Shot, you know, not really useful for, for anything. That's because it should be baseline. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the level 45 is... Um, it's mostly a utility tier. It's kind of like for survival. Trailblazer, something you might choose for um, for Imona crossing the bridge quicker. Sure. Um, then there's Post Haste and Fast Rider. You almost always choose Post Haste. Um, Fast Rider is kind of unreliable. Um, if anything, it's half decent for BM because you generally have a lot of crit if you're playing the crit build anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but... Post haste is the default uh, choice because you usually don't need to disengage much, which fast ride allows. It resets the cooldown sometimes. Um, but you need to move somewhere quick when you do use a disengage. Sure. Uh, so that's why you go post haste. Um, level 60 is basically tied to what you choose in level 30. So if you choose stomp, you'll pretty much always choose one with the pack. And um, if you choose Die Frenzy, you'll almost always choose a Bestial Fury. 
The reason that one with the pack and stump combine well is that uh, one with the pack basically gives you more die beast, a wild cold procs that reset the cooldown of die beast. Mm -hmm. And because stump buffs your die beast so significantly by um, by making them do the stump damage when they spawn, these two talents combine very well. Um, 75, it's a utility tier. It's, uh, so usually you choose binding for coven. Uh, you can choose Wyvernsting because then you can. Um, it's basically an additional freezing trap. Oh, so yeah. So you can yeah, use okay. it on one of the running um, Norganon, I think, ads that spawn in Coven. Yeah. Um, that's the only sort of currently relevant thing I can think of. Intimidation is not really used that much. It has a longer cooldown than Binding Shot. Um, and it, they're both stuns, and Binding Shot is AoE. So you use it for like. The BM Mage Talent Challenge, where you are basically interrupt limited. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you'll use Intimidation for that purpose. Right. Um, level 90 is between uh, Crows and Volley. You almost always choose Crows. Um, on a single target, it's significantly more damage, and you need a fair amount of AoE to make um, Volley uh, beat Crows. Uh, like fortified mythic plus dungeons, mm -hmm. uh, sort of a, and even that depends on the dungeon. You know, lower Kara, obvious volley dungeon, uh, upper Kara, maybe not so much. Um, the level hundreds here is um, so Stampede is out. It's uh, it doesn't do enough damage, <sighs> and it's too long of a cooldown. It's just not. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, not, you gotta break. Yeah. You, you said it's it's stampede is right out, and everyone just clicked and goes, "Damn, it looks ridiculous yeah. now." But I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. So the choice is between Killer Cobra and Aspect of the Beast with Stump. Um, both can be good. So if you have high mastery in your gear, and depending on what legendaries you use, uh, I mentioned pre-show that like BM has six plus potentially best legendaries. Yep. Uh, ki uh, either Killer Cobra aspect of the beast are better. Uh, currently, like the distribution in Mythic Answers is like 65% Killer Cobra to 35% uh, aspect of the beast. But it really depends on your legendaries, and you can't provide a single answer for this. If you were to simplify it to some extent, mm. um, if you're using the Raw of the Seven Lions a legendary belt, Killer Cobra is almost always going to be better. If you're using the, the Kepler, uh, Irudun War Order boots aspect of the beast is almost always going to be better. Um, if you're going with the Die Frenzy build, you always go Killer Cobra essentially. That's so, yeah. That's so an interesting that back and forth there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So in that whole tree, you, there's like two distinct choices there's the Stump and the Die Frenzy build. The Die Frenzy build currently has a um, like a current meta, which is what I mentioned earlier. Uh, generally, you'll go like Call of the Wild and combine it with Convergence of Fates. What the Blizzard did recently is that they they buffed the tier 21 four piece bonus, which is a cooldown reduction to Aspect of the Wild. So if you use Call of the Wild and Convergence of Fates with this buffed tier 21 four piece then you'll get a um, cooldown of Aspect of the Wild that nearly matches up with Bestial Wrath. So every time you Bestial Wrath, you'll pretty much have an Aspect of the Wild ready to go. And this is where the Die Frenzy build shines. So this is where you'll go, you know, Call of the Wild, Convergence, usually like um, uh, Parcel's Tongue Legendary. Mm -hmm. It's a chest Legendary, takes up a tier slot. 
And that's a very good single target build in particular, uh, which is most of the fights in Enteros. There's, um, yeah. I, I, this is the weirdest thing I thought about BM. And I don't think, I don't know if the BM hunters out there have shared this, but I never understood why you had Bestial Wrath and Aspect of the Wild and they were desynced forcibly because one is like a resource generator both for more dire beasts because of the crit and focus because of the, the actual use. But then Beast of Wrath is the flat damage amp. I just mm -hmm. don't know why, like no other, I don't have to hit two different cooldowns to hit Ascendance, right? I just hit Ascendance. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like Firebait just don't hit other buttons. They just hit Combustion, right? Or yeah. Icy Veins. And BM just has both of these for some reason. Yeah. A lot of BM's damage is centered around Bestial Wrath and doing yeah. as much damage within those windows as possible. Sure. Aspect of the Wild is a much weaker cooldown in comparison, but it co does combine pretty well with Bestial Wrath because it allows you to you know, put out those high damage globals as much as possible within Diabetes. Sure. I uh, know within Bestial Wrath. If they're not synced, suddenly Aspect of the Wild is like you, you press it and you try to line it up with Bestial Wrath, depending on how much CDR you have, but it's not, you know, something to get excited about. It's actually better for AoE, where you're more focus-limited than anything. Sure. Um, just, yeah. I, I like that there was some build orientation there, because we always go over on these shows, and if you've been on many of these, then as Chad has heard before, I, I always get really sad when it's like, you take these talents and nothing changes. So, yeah. the, the issue, we, this goes back to the beginning of the show now, with BM. You have these two distinct different builds, almost like how Assassination Rogues had the bleed versus the poison build. Obviously, poison has pulled the head, but BM has this, and they have the tier set madness, and they have so many different viable legendaries, which is a good thing, but they're the weakest hunter. <laughs> but we went over yeah. why that is earlier, too, that their toolkit that the other hunters don't bring. So, is that okay? There's a lot of stuff in the mixing pot for BM, and. You guys are getting all those pet buffs back in Battle for Azeroth as it currently stands because that whole chestnut's coming back to the game. So will BM still be that like utility hunter that has the easy rotation that does the least amount of damage, but you know, can DPS on the move, brings battle res or heroism or the A you know, fortitude buff or whatever. We'll have to yeah. see if that's where BM is trending. Yeah. Currently, the joke with BM is that you almost need to pay to min-max it because, <laughs> uh, because of the advent of raid bots and all oh, that. Because there's so many viable legendaries. <laughs> I like that. I like In order that. to potentially sim all your viable setups for BM, you'll pretty much need, you know, to use more iterations than raid bots will allow by default. You have to you have to throw five bucks at Serialos so you can actually use the cloud to your fullest potential to actually figure out how to play the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so in that way, I mean, you can, of course, get away with it uh, without, yeah. um, depending on what legendaries you have and stuff, and you can just do smaller sims, split huh. it up, but right. yeah, it's, uh, it's rough, especially like writing guides for it and trying to figure out all these different builds. Yeah. Uh, even like, if you check, like go back to hero damage, if you check the, the lists for, for BM, you'll see all kinds of legendaries in the top 10 and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you absolutely do. Beast Mastery yeah. has, well, it depends on what you're looking at. If you're looking at the crit versus mastery build too, so yeah. they they have a whole slew, which is a good design point. That means they they made a lot of options and the whole like play as you want 
from outside of like the top upper crust five percenters that are going to sim the crap out of it like chat brings up playing beast branch hunter is 90 percent simming 10 percent of waiting on sim yeah exactly because of course <laughs> it's not a super complex spec yeah. uh so min maxing it is you know a lot about wearing the right stuff and then comes to playing perhaps yeah this secondary. is this is the the hero damage it's chest belt chest bracers mantle chest chest apex chest boots mantle chest chest boots chest boots prida's chest chest belt i all the and they're all less than a percent this whole page of 15 different iterations with different set tier or a different talent combinations mixed in with the legendary combinations your best is 2,053,000 your worst yeah. is 2,032,000 which is yeah, exactly which is awesome but then might be frustrating for the player at the at the offset yeah. or you just just put on pride's chest and just go with it right because you'll survive yeah. more because again the aforementioned hunter problem of being squishy yeah it's lovely if you are um, you know making a hunter alt because mm -hmm. then you know mm is fairly uh, legendary dependent bm is not of course because most of the legendaries you can get will potentially be useful so it's very popular for that reason as well despite it not being you know having the same potential as marksmanship sure i like that though that's why i sim during progress and when we're ready to kill the boss my sims are done <laughs> <laughs> i like i like that from chat it's good i like these so we could forget about the utility tiers for marksmen as we already went over them, and I think they probably have the same similar coefficients for them. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So what does marksman look like now? Is it? I, I, the funny part about this is the the YouTube sleuths are going to listen to what you're going to say now and go back to a year ago and see if marksman's changed. I'm curious about this. So what's what's marksman look like right now, and how is that? Evolve. Unless, I mean, unless Burrito and Five anything to say about BM, no, not really. I, I've only messed around with the spec a little bit. I've never tried to be good at it compared to the other two. Right. I was just picking on you both because you both said it's not a real spec at the beginning of the show. So that's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You both play the real Hunter spec, apparently, right? So yeah. But all right. As I walk me through marksmanship, then and what you guys have sort of devolved into, and this again, if you need, right. if you need the guidey stuff, need the NLC, need the artifacts and things, go check the icy veins guides for that. But what's the talent build you guys are looking at right now? Um, so basically, lone wolf, uh, and well, you know, the no pet spec is definitely the best. Sure. Uh, none of the others even come close, really. Um, like, you would have to really do some mental gymnastics to find a situation where careful aim can be competitive, at least from a damage perspective. Um, the only reason you might deviate is uh, if you need desperately need the battle rest in a Mythic Plus dungeon, then you might go careful aim. allows you to use the pet. Mm, okay. Uh, level 30 is... Um, so, Black Arrow is basically out. True aim is best for single target, but it breaks whenever you cleave or swap targets. So it's the pure single target choice. Lock and load is the cleave choice, and single target MM uses the class ring. So basically you have both of these at once. Um, but if you could only pick one true aim single target, lock and load for very target switching heavy or cleaving stuff. The ring gives you which one? Lock and load. Okay, so then you just take you take true aim then with the ring. Yeah. Right, okay. Exactly. Cool. Um skipping forty-five. 
Um, so 60 is patient sniper for pure single target. Really patient sniper for most situations. Explosive shot is uh, very good for like cleave, especially burst to cleave. High level fortified dungeon, actually not high level, medium level fortified dungeons where the reason not you wouldn't say high is because on high fortified, even the boss is a, you know, kind of a, a pain. Mm -hmm. So sort of, you know, 15 to 20 fortified trash heavy dungeons. Explosive shot is pretty good. Okay. Otherwise, patient sniper. Sentinel has seen some use on fights where like uh, enter in high command. Um, mm -hmm. mostly over in the, on the eastern side of the world. So, uh, Korean oh. Chinese hunters getting right. to use a lot. It's sort of inflated because most of those passes you see that are pushing Sentinel to be near the top, um, have the caveat that they are getting the ads mostly to themselves. Right. So that's actually what's making the difference rather than Sentinel, but Sentinel isn't bad as such. It's just very inconsistent and. If you save true shot for AOE moments, which you should in a AOE context, which we're talking right now, then it loses value because what it does is basically gives mark shot availability on a number of targets within um, a circle where you put the sentinel. So it's not great. Don't really recommend it for anything other than, well, nothing I can think of specifically. I have to ask though, because those that don't play hunters that are out there listening or, or those that do, that uh, have dabbled with the new explosive shot. I don't know if this is staying in battle or being back to the old version or whatnot ever, but the Legion version is the skill shot, yeah. which... Same in BFA so far. Right. But you don't actually skill shot this, right? You just walk into melee and double tap the ability and disengage out, right? Uh, I mean, you do if you can't <laughs> go into melee for some reason. Sure. Uh, of course, MM is to an extent movement limited. Right. And... Um, so you can just press it and, you know, if you have the sort of mental overhead to also track the rocket and press it at the right time, that that's fine. You don't need to go into melee. Uh, yeah. But so, that, is, that is the way we talked about it before, about how to make it easy, you just walk up and you double tap it and poof in your face and you just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the uh, easy, yeah, easy way and often the best because you can just position a character where you want the explosion to be. Yeah. Uh, so skipping 75. Um... So, Murder of Crows in level 90, single target, volley if there's even a slight bit of AoE. Um, I've even seen, like, they're so close um, that it only needs a tiny bit of multi-target for volley to be worth it. Hmm. And I've even seen sims where volley is, like, equal or slightly better than Crows single target. But that's mostly with lower gear and stuff. And Crows has the added benefit of, um, so... MM has an execute phase, sub 20%. You stack up crit damage. Uh, no, not crit damage, crit chance with bullseye uh, whenever you attack with a t um, any ability, basically. Mm -hmm. Every okay. tick of crows gives you a stack of bullseye, and it stacks up to 30. So if you save crows for the 20% mark, you can quickly stack up your buff um, and get more out of that crit chance buff. Barrage is never worth using, basically. It doesn't do it's very weak damage. Um, and where what yeah. happened with with barrage? I, I bring it up just as a they counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, because so you guys it used, used it be... so much earlier in the expansion. Now it's just you both said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Well, yeah, in the early expansion, early in the expansion, we used it for everything, which was problematic from Blizzard's end because it's an AOE spread ability, right? That's you know what they're trying to sell it as, but it was used for single target as well. Mm -hmm. 
what it did before was it would hit your um, your main target for let's say two damage, and then it would hit um, everything else for one damage, essentially, right? So we're stronger on a single target than multi-target. Yeah. And uh, it also required a target. Hmm. So what they did was they um, they made it do the um, so it's still targeted, but now it's like like it'll do more damage to your main target, but it's like you can just press it and it'll just barrage indiscriminately to everything around you, right? Yeah. And so they also nerfed its damage significantly. Yeah, dealing an average of math damage yeah. to all enemies yeah. in front of you. And it, why do you, the reason it says an average of is because it's actually RNG. So oh, wonderful. How it worked was that it um, it would do two damage to the main target, as I mentioned, and then it would actually do it would have a fifty percent chance to do two damage to everything else as well, to like per arrow. So if you had two targets, there was there was a chance that you would only get the damage on one of those two targets if you were to cast barrage on it. So, like, a 50% chance of doing two damage is the same as a 100% chance of doing one damage. If that makes any sense. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm reading it and looking at it. I don't know why it doesn't function more like, um, honestly, like Fury of the Eagle or something. That it's just this, like, channeled AoE that actually is just an AoE, like a large range, almost Cone of Cold. But then it gets back to the point of, like, Old Volley, where you just, you basically cast Hunter Blizzard, right? So... No. But that's and, uh, yeah. not a thing. So it just yeah, to me it was just annoying because it's like needless RNG. Why not right. just make it do one damage um, to everything instead of having a fifty percent chance to do two? It and works to, out the same, but one is more RNG for absolutely no reason. To to clarify, Azertharian's not saying it actually does two damage. He's just saying the no. difference in that the main target would take more than the off targets, but now the yeah, way it works is that it's randomy. Working so. down the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're... Yep. Yeah. So, um... So... Smallest violin yeah. for the death of Sidewinders? Not quite. Oh. Uh, so... So level 100 is a trick shot for almost all situations. Piercing shot is very competitive on bursty AoE. Um, but the single target loss is pretty big, so generally I do not recommend going piercing shot because it will only make you do more damage on AoE. Hmm. Uh, so a lot of people use it with high DPS on um, enter and high command. Again, you save it for when the ads come up and all that stuff. Okay. But you lose a lot of single target damage in the process. So it can do more damage on the meter, but it's generally not more efficient damage, if that makes any sense. Um, because what you do with such a bursty kind of ability is you're not really making things die much faster. You're just stealing damage that others would have done anyway, to some extent, right? Mm, okay. So most situations you choose trick shot. It's the best for single target and generally also the best for cleave, especially with the war belt of the Sentinel Army legendary belt, which basically makes it so whenever you multi shot, which you do all the time, your next aim shot will do more damage. Uh, and of course, trick shot makes aim shot cleave, and you know combine aim shot damage bonus with cleaving aim shots, and you do a lot of damage that way. Sidewinders is not dead. It was the best talent for uh, Kill Jaden Mythic. You know, pretty... was a relevant boss and a difficult one. 
Yeah. And it's relevant for um, and useful on Coven right now. Because the bosses have to be spread a certain amount, um, Sidewinders is the only talent that will allow you to actually hit two bosses at once. And it can also let you reach like halfway across the room with your cleave damage. So that's why you use the Sidewinders and Coven. But that's like the only thing. Basically, it's the spread cleave slash AoE talent. Sure. And okay. Coven is the only fight that fits that sort of very good right now. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, not that much. Like, there's not many different builds for MM. Um, for cleave, there's some variation. Like, like I mentioned with the fentanyl sort of meme build, piercing shot as well. But generally, you got the trick shot single target build, which is very standard, same talents almost all the time. Right. And the trick shot cleave, which is almost always the same talents in legendaries. Yeah, it's. It was weird that the flavor they put because I always thought, and I'm sure BM hunters thought too. Why is the marksman hunter the petless hunter shooting snakes out of his bow? But then at the same time, so I wonder they because they they toted all the class fantasy stuff so hard in Legion, and some of the class fantasy was just lost for a long time about it and yeah i have to check what is what is what is this i have to oh you brought up scorporon mythic oh you linked me here <laughs> oh yeah i have to check discord on mm. my phone because discord up there has you guys cameras and i can't look at the stuff but you linked me your your rank parse on Scorpion Mythic for survival. What is this? Yeah. 16 million DPS? No big deal. Yeah. That's butchery of that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nine filled something. Yeah, but I, the, the the class fantasy part, yeah, I don't know. They said they, they've gone too hard. I mean, early in the expansion, if you remember this, if you didn't play, uh, uh, only survival had traps. So they patched back in traps for marksmen and yeah. BM that you didn't have them. <laughs> they weren't there. So that was a thing. And I was gonna, I gotta bring up with uh, the trick shot because Fi and Azertharian talked about the madness that was the trick shot early on in Legion where it was the disengage equaled more damage on your next aim shot or something, which was just oh, abysmal. Yeah. No thank you. So, no, but I'm bringing up, I gotta bring up Discord on my phone so I can look for uh, questions that might get asked because Outside of that, if you guys have anything else we want to talk about talents, you're fine. But if chat has questions for you, then there is a good chance we can answer some for the next little bit. So, if there's questions, drop them in chat. I know there were some in my Discord that I wanted to bring up and scroll up to. Yeah. But, nothing else on talents of the builds or whatever. And you lay out all the different artifact combination stuff in the Icy Veins guide, so. Yeah. If you need to check that. Let's see. Oh, gosh. Can you explain? Is this no, a, no, 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 no. It's a meme. It's a meme question? I never it's know. A, it's a meme question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm heart, just Dark Heart Thicket. His bark is worse than his bite. I've been puzzled over a long time. So, oh, okay. That's a good one. For for YouTube and the audio listeners, the, the question asks about the, the tree boss in Dark Heart Thicket and his bark being worse than his bite. What does that mean? Fair enough. <laughs> class fantasy is bad when it adds awesome things. Problem is class fantasy is that they were simply don't know how to do it without ruining it. That's, that's the one thing. I actually thought they stuck to their guns at a certain point in the expansion when they made MM just not have a pet, period. And when they, when they 
capsized that idea and like fell beyond and gave you the option to have your pet back. I was like, why though? It's the whole point of Marksman is just no pet period all the time. So, because you can black arrow as like a dark ranger to get your pet for leveling. So, oh, there's a mathy question for you. Is it worth getting the 52.3% repeating, of course, haste to get that one extra aim shot uh, that, off? That, that, that is also a meme question. It's right. A, that, that is not a thing. Well, I bring that up for a breakpoint question then. Are there okay, any just in general. handy so, hasty breakpoints you need to look for? Uh, if you do not have to tier 24 piece, which is most people by now, at um, 20, like mathematically 21.5% haste, but in reality 23, 24. Okay. Um, your marksmanship rotation will change in the sense that your default rotation is normally like, yeah, and I'm saying rotation because it is an order of abilities essentially. So it's mark shot, one arcane shot, and then two uh, aim shots. With 20, uh, two, 23, 24 plus percent haste, uh, that becomes two arcane shots. And that allows you to start each vulnerable window sooner. Okay. Uh, which is a you know 1% DPS increase. Not a huge deal, but it's, it's one of those things. If you're close to it, you should go for it. You should not go out of your way to get it, like stack haste gems or something, because you're going to lose more than 1% damage to get 1% damage out of the breakpoint. Okay. It's a similar question with enhancement, that's why I was curious. Does survival or BM have any other well, I guess for survival, like there's a huge haste plateau you wanna hit, maybe, that that turns on the spec late game? Not really. Um it just it doesn't feel very good to play until you're at least like twenty five haste, but it's not any mathematical thing, it's just sort of a okay. feel. Oh, okay. We have a lot of haste breakpoints though. Every five or so percent, there's some kind of breakpoint. Mm. A full extra bite in the Mongoose bite window. Right. So you can get an extra global in Mongoose Fury window, which is a flat 14 seconds, no matter how much haste you have. Sure. You can get an extra global in uh, before you have to refresh Mognithal, which is 10 seconds, no matter how much haste you have. So there's a lot of simming to figure out your best set of game. Okay. There, I guess. Yeah, do you, well, log analysis tools as a hunter, I guess that just, because there is, oh gosh, the other website that's out there right now. Wow Analyzer. Yeah, Wow Analyzer. That's it, the main I, one for hunters. Yeah. Oh, loading. It's, yeah. Is it, well, I guess we didn't bring up Wow Analyzer, which is the tool you can use, but um, is it clean enough for hunter to work properly because i know they were still working yeah. on integrating things to so make it um, work. hunter has a an active developer my guildy putro hunt in the in the chat actually uh he develops the the modules the checkup modules for wow analyzer for all three specs oh i see that's why he um, asked i see what's going yeah on. exactly yeah I see. <laughs> so so bm uh, mm and bm are pretty well developed and survival is coming on the way but um yeah mm especially very well polished very useful if you're learning to spec uh I mean, yeah, no matter what level you're at, you can use it to, uh, to to see what you did wrong and stuff like that. It has a very, lot of granularity. I mean, I didn't, I haven't, we haven't plugged WoW Analyzer. I was not going to until we start doing um, battle stuff because I know they would be working on it 
and it has it doesn't it doesn't work for every single spec or it intermittently works for these specs or whatever because it most started as a healer tool right and it became like a healer tank tool so that's why i was curious about which you know what what is happening with the the analyzer tool because they're, they're going to get it to a point where it's going to work now and then everything's going to break for battle because everything is changing so much Numbers, everything, all the stats, the coefficients on things, spells, new spells, old spells, tier sets gone, legendary is gone, artifacts gone. So, I mean, good luck to all of you yeah. math heads out there. But we'll definitely keep checking up on the tools in the future. Gosh, though, that's funny. I like how that was a reverse plug. I like that. I respect, yeah. I respect that. <laughs> I had a question that came from my Discord. So... Abyss was directed at you, Azar, but I mean, hunters in general. And this kind of goes off what the one that came up in chat, sort of degree. Uh, how do you feel about the changes to the marksman hunter vulnerable and marking targets being removed in battle? Do you believe the spec as a whole will now be more accessible to players uh, or returning players or new players? Um, I don't necessarily think that the, the MM BFA model is uh, easier or more accessible. Mm. Like so far, like it's hard to form an opinion when it's so unfinished, like it's m missing its main cooldown and all that stuff. Um, and you know, it's, and it's hard to get a, you know, picture of context because the abilities don't do the damage they're supposed to. It's different, but I think, I don't think it's more accessible. Like it's not going to be easier to play than current MM, I think. Uh, if anything, it has more buttons to deal with, um, but each one you could say means less. Um, it's different, but to me, neither better nor worse so far. So I'm sort of uh, playing it safe here and reserving judgment. Uh, I think, you know, once the, the tuning gets underway, the cooldown gets added, uh, and some of the game-breaking bugs get fixed, with like on the alpha, uh, I think it could be something that more people will enjoy than the, the vulnerable marking targets because it fixes the issues that people have with those things. I don't mean to... We're not going to keep bashing on BM here, but I guess the, the follow-up to that from a marksman side of things, same question for survival then. Fi, you got, mm. you've been doing it longer, right? Because Burrito's the fresh meat. He, he rolled to it, okay? He's got <laughs> no, no tenure here, but, but Fi... For survival, do you, are they on the path currently to seem like to... Because I thought... I don't know. It came up early on. There's a... Is it a D&D &D character that people wanted Survival Hunter to be based off of? That was like, your pet is right there with you. And your abilities affect your pet. And your pet's abilities affect you. And it's like this circle of, of bonding. Because you're right there with it in melee range, right? But that just never mm -hmm. happened because they just it was like traps and bombs and caltrops and bleeds. Your pet just stands there. So what's the <clears throat> what's the goal that they're going for battle right now? Um, I'm not sure about battle, but uh, we'll go in kind of your own utility because if you look at the talents for battle for Lazlov, we all kind of depends on your actions. Like, is a new talent which when you disengage you get haste, I think, and when you harpoon in you get crit. Like, it's more of a your abilities affect you kind of design point. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope we'll just uh, eventually kind of... I, I really dislike pets in Warcraft. Like, in, in 
well, really not well implemented, especially for survival. Like for BM, it's alright, but survival pets tend to stuck on absolutely everything and bug out, not attack, take a while to get to your target or just AFK, go get some drinks like while you're killing this boss. No big deal. Okay. Rita, you got anything to add to that? Uh, it seems like they want it to be more effective at range, not necessarily only in melee, to some extent. Not uh, full damage potential at range, but there are a lot more ranged abilities in the BFA survival. There's some talents that um, reward you for disengaging away from your target for a global or two. It gives you like a haste buff, uh, or disengaging back to your target, also giving you a like a stat buff or focus generation. So it seems like they want it to go in and out of melee range more often while doing your rotation, which That's... is one suggestion I posted on the forums a long time ago. Oh. Um, hopefully they implement it well, though. It could end up being really clunky if they do it wrong. Oh. Also, is there anyone I want to base survival on? It's Iminar. So, yeah, he has... Oh, you want a jetpack, is what you're saying. No, like Imonal <laughs> is just the perfect like survival handle. He has slaps. Uh -huh. He has awesome melee weapon. He has a jetpack, and the jetpacks are <laughs> awesome. Like he's a bounty hunter. Uh, sure. So he goes out and ha like he's like the perfect candidate to base survival on. Like, come on, please, thank you. Yeah, the 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 bouncingness and like the the, the like a mid ranged, I would argue, is also sort of a way that they're refocusing Havoc with the new momentum being a 100 talent. So it's actually like a, a core rotational change um, of the new style. And it's like a, a, a little more of a leeway on the window of time where you momentum around with Felrusher, Eventual Retreat. You do that, that kind of like bursty moving damage, which was fun at a time. But yeah, it does look like survival is getting a bit of that, which just feels like your pet's just going to sit there and auto attack, I guess. But why is the pet even there? Whatever. But yeah. Well, like they've given survival kill command now, just like BM. Oh. So even at range, you can tell your pet, okay, I need to kill command the target. Okay. And then is it your major cooldown now? Like you throw eagles, basically? Is it, that... it turns your previously melee uh, spender ability, say like it would be like your storm yeah. strike equivalent, sure. into a ranged ability, just like Ascendance uh, does, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're stealing my... I thought I'm trying to get jabs in because you're taking... Even though you can take current ascendance. I hate the damn wind discs. Give me back my rad blast, please. I'm going to report that every single time I can in the alpha. Rad blast. Where is it? But that's when, for all the shamans that don't know, it's when you used to do the storm strike at range and it was just the, the freaking, like, 17 bolts of chain lightning from your hands that hit one target mm -hmm. instead of the little discuses that you throw now. Whatever. But, uh, oh gosh, is the... Is that a real question? I have to ask this and preface this. Oh, I guess that's a good one. Do you think the amount of people who love the old survival is bigger than the current survival player pool? Should have made it more of a Rexar spec for the for like the Demon Hunter instead of replacing the much loved spec. Hey. Yeah, that's a weird. Well, Ooh, Rexar like should be BM. I mean, no. Looking at like how often. How little survival is played, I think uh, what they mentioned is a reasonable assumption. Right. Like, its unpopularity is not um, 
it's not what's the word i'm looking for proportional to like how uncompetitive it is but it because right now it is fairly competitive right but it's mm -hmm. by far the least played spec in enters and stuff and yeah I, I think more people preferred the old survival uh than, than what it became but i think blizzard are gonna stick to the guns on it uh i think they, they're listening you know to the feedback of the people who want the old survival back but i don't think they're gonna go all the way back right. uh, i just don't think that's what they're about I well, think... at the same at the same time, um, how many people actually played survival in the last tier of WAD compared to uh, well, nothing. But that's was the uh, <laughs> that was the uh, the Blizzard strategy of oh. making the spec like survival in WAD was the worst spec in the game by a mile. It was completely unplayable. There was no way to be competitive with it at all. It yeah. was like half the damage of more competitive specs, essentially. Sure. Um, and you know, that was probably deliberate because they didn't want people getting too attached before they stripped it all away. Um, yeah, but in like BRF when survival was good, it was pretty popular and, uh, same with high mall where it was also good. Okay. There is a it was bit. used in, uh, in PVP at the end of what still. Yeah, but this is a PvE show. What's 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 PvP? Is that like a new game mode or something? <laughs> what's that? Is that something new? I don't know what that is. But um, you know what? This one, see, I just brought up on the side here because we're basically at wrap time. I brought up the Warcraft logs, and Azar said it's the least played spec. He doesn't mean of hunters. He means the least played spec. Period. It yeah. is the least played. It's just right there with demonology at the very, very, very bottom, uh, based mm. on parses. It is the lowest, um, yeah. which is, it, you know, someone has to be at the bottom. That's just how statistics work, right? But at the same yeah, time, there is a fundamental flaw. So hopefully we'll see. We will see if it, I, yeah, they tanked survival in Warlord's bad argument. Yep. Well, Rexar is BM in Warcraft 3. They changed his spec in Legion, which makes zero sense. Because <laughs> he is... He yeah, he's medium ranged in Heroes of the Storm too. Like he's obviously ranged or melee. He throws axes and then uses the same axes to hit you in melee combat if you're in melee with him too. But four of his five abilities are all or yeah, or yeah, they're all pet based. Right? He's there to throw axes and feign death. That's all Rexar does. So that's not only with a survival hunter, more of a beast mastery hunter, because he everything's about Misha. And his pets and stuff. Mm. So, goodness. Played survival until mid and Taurus progression when it became apparent that you needed DK in the roster to kill Agrimar. Uh, oh, two or three DKs, sorry. Two or two or mm. three DKs in the roster. Two preferably being blood. And then one being unholy or frost is fine. So. <clears throat> oh, someone has to be at the bottom, but not in the 10th basement, says Kib. Yeah. Sounds better. Rough. That's that's so we'll see if it, it shapes up to be an interesting one. I think if there's if it, it I don't know if it's sustainable as being only ranged or only melee though. It looks like you get to play both, which may or may not be a good thing. So we'll have to wait and see. Anything you want to soapbox about at the tail end of the show? I'll throw it to the new guy first, putting you on the spot. Any shout outs or anything you want to to wrap up with hunters in general or things you're looking forward to is this is your time go for it burrito uh no shout outs in particular um wow i just hope that survival is viable with the new 
and more played, I'd say, in BFA. Short and to the point. I like it. Fi, how about you, sir? Yeah, about the same. Like, honestly, probably going to play it anyway, even if it's <laughs> kind of a meme spec as it is right now to many people. Like, it's a meme spec, but it still can perform if you dedicate yourself to it. So just have fun. Sounds good to me. Look at this, no shout outs. Gosh, they're putting all the burden on you, Azar. What do you, what do you, what do you got for us? Well, I'm gonna offer a, a wide spread a shout out to just uh, the Hunter Discord and the Hunter community in general. And, uh, you know, with all the, like we're living in the information age of World of Warcraft with how the class discords have gotten bigger, raid bots is now a thing. And I think it's opened the door for a lot of, uh, like anyone can sort of step in to um, the world of theory crafting, figuring things out, mm -hmm. uh, fruitful discussions. And, you know, I, I look forward to seeing how that works out uh, going into Battle of Azeroth, because it's very different than going into Legion uh, with, you know, tens of thousands of people in these discords uh, and everyone, like all the information is so accessible and the how to get the information, raid bots, sims, is more accessible than ever. But that can only be a good thing. And, uh, well, I suppose I would be rude if I didn't shout out my guild, Solaris, and right now I see you. And, uh, you know, uh, some buddies in CKC. So that was about it. Awesome. That's good. But nothing, I think we've, we've intermixed the alpha stuff for Battle for Azeroth a little bit here and there. And we'll, we'll see how that comes out. If you guys have any questions, of course, for anyone, then just check out the, uh, the True Shot Lodge for everything. And then, of course, the, again, the Icy Veins guides for, uh, for all the Hunter stuff. Because that, I mean, Azure Theorem writes all of that. So it'll be all curated and moves forward with that. But I think that's a button press. Let's throw it over there. There it is. So thank you all for tuning in episode number 165 right down there. There may be a break in shows for a little bit or not. I'm not sure. It depends on how Battle for Azeroth rolls out there. We might do another ta uh, a tank catch-up and a healer catch-up. We'll see. I'm not sure just yet. But around the table, fun mod time. We had Burrito for the, the fresh meat of the show, answering stuff for Survival Hunter and in the same bucket that Fi is in. You can go watch him hit things in Mongoose Pipe before it goes away at Burrito S-U-R-V or Serve on Twitch. Thank you for being the, the guinea pig on the show today, sir. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. And then there's Fi, who hopefully you could understand a little better this show. <laughs> I mean, what? But you can oh, go... Man. I mean, it, it's... Come on, it's fine. It's <laughs> awesome. You got... You have to... You have to bring in the tough accents to get people to listen to your show more. I'd say it's a... It's a marketing scheme. But he's on Twitter and in the Discord. But well, thank you for your time again, sir. It's getting late for you. We still have more recording to do. So I appreciate your time again. Mm -hmm. And Azur Tharian, he's on the, the Twitch as well with the same name. And he's on Twitter with the same name with a Z at the end. Or your name in Discord is actually blank. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You're just... <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so if you want to contact me on Discord, uh, which is uh, always welcome, um, you have to join the Hunter Discord or some Discord that I'm in and just find me at the top of the list, generally, because there's actually no way to add me otherwise. Yep, I think you did that on purpose, I would assume. 
Uh, you know, it's a novelty thing, having no visible nickname. It's fair. You're just a lion icon you've had for years. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's recognizable uh, for, for many people. So. But thank you for your time again, sir. I appreciate it, as always. Fifth time. Ridiculous. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to be on. And uh, yeah. thank you. So, again, next week we'll see about if we're doing tanks and healers and different shows or whatnot, or if I'm going to go right over to Battle for Azeroth testing. The spec testing and everything like that will be a little different because there's no artifacts, there's no legendaries, there's none of that stuff. So there's no class halls, there's no artifact quests, any of that, that's all gone. So we're waiting for the build sort of mature a little bit before I jump in. So maybe like one more week and we'll see how it goes for the end of this week. We'll see how it, it, it works out. But stay tuned for all that if you want to see those. And of course, once the maybe the beta is out, we'll start doing some coverage and mixed bags on the show here. Maybe some like larger guest pools, like five or six guests. And we'll just rant about it for like 90 minutes or so. We'll see how that goes. But thank you very much for everyone tuning in. If you've missed the show, check out YouTube for the archive. It'll be up tomorrow. VODs available for subscribers right now or iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music later on this week if you want the audio-only version. Or if you want to support the show in a more physical way, we do have new uh, apparel designs on the way. We have like three or four being worked on right now. They're sort of the farewell to Legion all-over print of Sargeras's huge sword that's all over the entire shirt. It's awesome. Also have a non-WoW-themed shirt and then a veiled horde versus alliance design coming out that is in the sushi versus taco category which is a long-standing joke on the channel and a friend of mine's so you can go do that and support and rep your colors and hopefully bring us to blizzcon so we can take a big old group photo but that's all down there link below in the description box thank you all very much for listening trusting your seal of artifact power before it or don't i what's artifact power anymore i have no idea Put on to this, everybody. <gasps> bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye, nice people! Oh, oh. Bur yeah, whoa, what the? Uh, Burrito, you gotta wave. There we go. We can't see Fi. Wave for him. Okay, there you Gosh, come <laughs> on. Jeez.